Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Hello, fellow Wanderers. Before we get started, big news on the Amazon series. They released the title for their new show, The Lord of the Rings, The Rings of Power. So it's clear to me that the series will focus on the creation of the three rings for the elves, seven rings for the dwarves, nine rings for men, and the one ring to rule them all. Pretty exciting. Keep listening to the Beginner's Guide to the Lord of the Rings podcast for all the rich background entails that lead up to and beyond the creation of the Rings of Power. In this episode of the Beginner's Guide, I will share What is the tragedy of the kinslaying? What is the doom of the Noldor? How did the Noldor finally return to Middle-earth? This episode is based on the chapter called The Flight of the Noldor, from a book called The Silmarillion, by J.R.R. Tolkien, published by Ballantine Books in 1977. A link to purchase the book is in the show notes. All this and more, coming right up. Welcome to the Beginner's Guide to the Lord of the Rings podcast. We explore the foundational, epic stories from the deep past of Middle-earth. If you enjoy J.R.R. Tolkien's books, or maybe Peter Jackson's movies, or perhaps you're excited for Amazon Studios' new series, The Rings of Power, and you want to dive deeper into the rich world of Middle-earth, then listen and subscribe. Lagovanian, fellow wanderers. Today's episode date is January 27. In the year 3019 of the Third Age, the Fellowship is still resting in Lothlorien under the care of Galadriel. Gandalf has defeated the Balrog, but his dead body is awaiting the return of his spirit. This is from Today in Middle-Earth History Calendar on the OneRing.net. Alright, let's do a map check and just zoom out and see big picture where we're at. It is the first age of Middle-Earth. The trees have been killed, and the only light is that of the stars. The Noldor, led by Feanor and his half-brother Fingolfin, have decided to leave Valinor and return to Middle-Earth. Feanor's niece, Galadriel, is among them. Feanor and his sons have sworn an oath to pursue any being who withholds a Silmaril from them. Morgoth, previously known as Melkor, has re-established his realm in the north of Middle-earth. If none of that makes sense to you, please listen to our previous episodes for the full story. We return to the semi-divided hosts of the Noldor as they leave Tyrion. At last, Feanor and the Noldor leave Tyrion, their beloved city in the Pass of Light in the land of Valinor. Feanor led a smaller host, with Fingolfin and Finarfin, his half-brothers, leading another host behind. Not once did Feanor or his host look back at their cherished city while the eyes of the host of Fingolfin often looked backward. They turned north with the intention of pursuing Morgoth's trail, but at this point Feanor realizes how ill-prepared he and his host are to travel on foot through the cold northern regions between them and Middle-earth. He decides to turn to the Teleri, and perhaps persuade them to lend him ships and aid in his cause. As a quick reminder, the Teleri were the third largest and slowest faction of the elves who answered the summons of the Valar to come to the land of Valinor. Having a great love for Middle-earth and the stars, they lived on the shores of the sea, and learned seacraft and shipbuilding from Olmo and his followers. Their chief city was Alqualonde, which was the home city of Galadriel's mother. The Teleri would not be persuaded to aid the Noldor. In fact, they were saddened by their decision to leave. They would not lend any ship, nor teach the Noldor to build ships, fearing that such actions would be in rebellion against the Valar. Feanor, in anger, accuses his longtime friend Olway, king of the Teleri, of being a faithless friend, and tries to guilt-trip him into helping 
by claiming that the Teleri would still live in huts if the Noldor had not built the city for them. Alway responds that for his part, he is still a friend to Feanor and the Noldor, but the ships that the Teleri have built are theirs alone, and are creations of their hearts, and like Feanor's Silmarils or Yavanna's Blessed Trees, they will never be able to make ships of such beauty and grandeur again. There's that theme of subcreation again. So Feanor leaves and waits for a while, until he judges that he has enough strength gathered. He returns to the harbor and begins to man the ships and take them by force. The Teleri resist the theft of the ships, throwing many Noldor into the sea. At this point, quote, swords were drawn, and a bitter fight was fought upon the ships, and many were slain upon either side. But more Noldor come from behind, and assuming that the Teleri had attacked their kinsmen by command of the Valar, they jump into the fray and overcome the Teleri, of which many were, quote, wickedly slain. This event is known as the Kinslaying of Alqualonde, and is the first, and only, if I remember right, battle between Elf and Elf. I find it to be tragic, and it shows the depths to which Feanor and the Noldor had fallen. The Noldor steal the ships and row them north. Many ships are wrecked by a swelling of the sea, but most of the Noldor escape, some on sea and some on land. As they travel north, a dark figure stands high on the mountains near them and pronounces what is known as the Prophecy of the North, or the Doom of the Noldor. Here are some excerpts from this pronouncement of doom. Tears unnumbered ye shall shed, and the Valar will fence Valinor against you, and shut you out, so that not even the echo of your lamentation shall pass over the mountains. To evil end shall all things turn that begin well, and by treason of kin unto kin and fear of treason shall this come to pass. Ye have spilled the blood of your kindred unrighteously, and have stained the land of Valinor. Yet slain ye may be, and slain ye shall be, by weapon, and by torment, and by grief. And your houseless spirits shall come then to Mandos, and yearn for your bodies. And those that endure Middle-earth shall grow weary of the world as with a great burden, and shall wane, and become as shadows of regret before the younger race cometh after. The Valar have spoken. Wow, that sounds really serious, although even more was said. But a couple things I want to point out here. First, this pronouncement explains in some way why we feel in the Lord of the Rings books and movies why the Valar are so distant and seemingly uninvolved in helping the elves and free people to fight against Sauron. That distance was in result to the lingering punishment against the Noldor for slaying the Teleri. Also, the Oath of Feanor is beginning to show its dark side in the pronouncement that treason among the Noldor will be commonplace, and just even the fear of treason will be enough to justify future sorrowful deeds. And finally, this prophecy also explains a little bit of why the elves seem so sad and serious in the books, and even more so in the movies. They bear the burden of time in Middle-earth, and though immortal, their power and majesty will diminish, and be but a shadow filled with regret even before the race of men come. This is why, in the Third Age, Elrond tries to convince his daughter Arwen to leave the mortal Aragorn and join their people in the undying lands of the West. Also, do you remember that scene where Frodo and Sam are traveling through the Shire, and they find a company of elves traveling at night. Actually, that scene may only be in the extended edition, so if you haven't seen it, Frono and Sam have this little exchange. They're going to the harbor beyond the White Towers. To the Grey Havens. They're leaving Middle-earth. Never to return. I don't know why. It makes me sad. 
When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. In the book, the hobbits actually interact with the elves, whose leader introduces himself in this way. I am Gildor of the House of Finrod. We are exiles, and most of our kindred have long ago departed, and we too are now only tarrying here a while, ere we return over the great sea. Here Gildor names his house as that of Finrod, who is nephew of Feanor and brother to Galadriel, and one of the Noldor who left Valinor to return to Middle-earth. He also names himself and his company as exiles, and that eventually they will diminish and leave Middle-earth. Why? Because of the doom of the Noldor, spoken by a shadowy figure after the Noldor slew their kinsmen and stole their ships. Okay, that's enough doom and gloom for the Noldorene elves. Let's return to their northward journey. So after all this, do you think Feanor repented of his evil and arrogant deeds, softened his heart and returned to Valinor? No, of course not. Quite the opposite. He resolves to continue forward with his plan. But not all the Noldor are of like mind. Finarfin, Feanor's younger half-brother and Galadriel's father, turns back. In shame and sorrow, he and his host return to Valinor and are pardoned by the Valar. But his sons and daughter Galadriel did not turn back, but continued forward with Feanor. In time they come to the far reaches of the north, where the land curves to the east and connects to Middle-earth, but the waters are chill and filled with grinding ice. Here a debate erupts again about what to do, Marching the great host across the ice is not feasible, and yet the host is too large to travel by ship, and already the fear of treason is in their hearts, for no part of the Noldor trusted the other to take turns with the ships and wait on the western shores for others to be fair to cross and the ships to return. So Feanor and his sons, bound by their oath, decide to secretly steal the ships again. Wow, this Feanor guy is bad news for an elf, if you haven't picked up on that already. He and his sons abscond with the swan ships of the Teleri, taking with them their most loyal supporters. When they land in the east, back in Middle-earth, one of Feanor's sons asks who will go back to pick up the next group. But Feanor says only, What I have left behind I count now no loss. Needless baggage on the road it is proved. Let the ships burn. They light fire to the ships, and so, quote, ended the fairest vessels that ever sailed the sea in a great burning, bright and terrible. Fingolfin and the abandoned Noldor in the west can see the light of the fire beyond the sea, and realize that they had been betrayed by Feanor and his followers. Fingolfin sees now that Feanor has forced him to return in shame to Valinor, and his heart fills with bitterness. However, at this time the elves were still in the prime of youth, and no diminishing had yet happened. So, quote, led by Fingolfin and his sons, and by Finrod and Galadriel, they dared to pass into the bitterest north, and finding no other way, they endured at last the terror and the cruel hills of ice. Few of the deeds of the Noldor thereafter surpassed that desperate crossing in hardihood or woe. Many of the elves are lost and perish on that stretch of the journey, and perhaps, needless to say, when they finally reached the outer reaches of Middle-earth, they had little love in their hearts for Feanor or his sons. In review, the Noldor slew the Teleri and stole their ships. Because of this kinslaying, the Noldor are exiled from Valinor and eventually will diminish in Middle-earth. Feanor and his sons abandoned Fingolfin, Galadriel and others, and returned to Middle-earth by absconding with the ships of the Teleri. The rest of the Noldor braved the bitter northward march, and at last returned to Middle-earth. Next week we'll cover what's been happening in Middle-earth, 
while the Noldor have been in Valinor. My friends, if you enjoyed this episode, let me know by subscribing, leaving a review, and sharing with your friends. For feedback on the show, please email me at lordoftheringspodcast at gmail.com or find me on Instagram at beginnersguidelotrpodcast. Until next week, remember, not all those who wander are lost. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.